I'm Casey Lanko. And I'm Tim Johansson. And welcome to Psychology at Work. People seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character. Wow. Whoa, let me read that again. Yeah, that one's worth reading thrice. People seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character. Now, this wasn't Freud. Oh, you're quizzing me. Who said this one? (laughs) Well... I'm going to go from the episode. Ralph Waldo Emerson? Yeah. It's inter- what? <laughs> yeah. Here we are again. That one I actually guessed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, do, we didn't, you didn't, didn't read that one ahead of time? No. Sometimes I set you up, but not this time. Yeah. Well, it's what interesting. It's kind of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not obsessed with him. but Maybe um, we are. Well, that could be. There's some unconscious drive yeah. toward his writing, perhaps. Right. But I just... Love this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me do it one more time. Please. People seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character. Hot button word, character. Yeah. What do you make? Let's unpack this. Boy, thing. this character word. What I go to are a couple things. One, character isn't fixed. We're not born with character. That's set in stone. Mm-hmm. Character is really the formation of ourselves. And how have we formed ourselves? Makes me think of a proverb. I don't know where it came from. I think there's so much wisdom in it that you mm. probably see this in uh, in so many different I places. I said it. I think you have. <laughs> but there are two dogs within me. Mm. And who I am is dependent on which dog I feed. Mm. And... It's this idea that within each one of us, there's two versions of ourselves. There's two parts of me. One part is the, the, the part that's seeing people as people, that's being connected. Relational. That's relating, okay. but that's being a part of Yeah. and open. Okay. Right? And then there's this other dog in me that's the attack dog. Ooh. Right? And you know what that's like for yourself. I know what that's like for myself. In every single moment of every single day, I am feeding one or the other. And where I am today is largely a result of which one I've been feeding my whole life. Where you're at psychologically. Yeah. Or, or you're saying in, in anywhere. anything. I see. Yeah, yeah Anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's so tied to significance and purpose and meaning. If I've lived my whole life and fed that attack dog every day because I'm scared, because I'm frustrated, because I don't know who I am, because I don't know if I matter, because I thought you were a threat, right? I've fed that dog, and mm. I, and at the end of the day, I look out and I say, I've attacked everybody, and that's really isolating. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think of with character. Mm-hmm. And I think it relates to what you talked about in episode one, which you brought up mindset. Oh. And I think you had, and I love this. Well, that's what this quote. There's a right mindset and a wrong mindset. And mindset, mindset is what says, what decides which one, which dog am I going to feed? That's what it is really. Depends on what mindset I'm in. Yeah. And I think they so connect. So this whole thing about mindset connects to character. 
and projection, which projection. is view of the world. Yeah, that's what this quote makes me think of is really defensiveness. Yeah, right. And and I think another metaphor or, or analogy or yeah, symbolic representation, whatever kind of thing we want to use for the. No, I think there are actually living dogs inside of us. Oh, okay. So it's not that was metaphor. literal. Yeah, right. No, the. So the literal the 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 fighting dog yeah is defensiveness yes right or the uh, expression of defensiveness right and and that's boy we talk so much in our seminars and in our individual work in the office whatever it is about the mindset piece oh my gosh and we even go so far as to say it's kind of the only thing that matters meaning if you you don't have that right everything you're doing which dog you're feeding how you're reacting is all kind of reactive and unconscious you can you can even be saying the right words yeah but if you're in a defensive state right meaning the wrong mindset yeah people will hear those words Mm -hmm. in an attacking fashion yeah, well, because your spirit's feeling that. Oh, it's all putting the that energy stuff. out. We're we're connected. We are. That goes to the herd beast thing. Absolutely. Right? Um, animals outside of ourselves, you know, who we we're more comfortable thinking of them as herd beasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can feel that oh, yeah. emotion. Yeah. Right. So can we. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's. It's interesting because we we convince ourselves when we're in that defensive state of mind that no one can tell. <laughs> yes, and we're fooling everybody. Or that it's everyone else. Well, yeah, right. But we're not fooling anybody. Right. And and so this... That's like how we're like all other humans. That's what I was going to bring up really oh. when you were talking. Yes, yeah, that yeah. what you're talking about here is human nature. Right. Right. So to bring our favorite quote from Murray, mm-hmm. all humans are like all other humans. Like some other humans. And like no other humans. Yeah. In the way that we're like all other humans, to bring in the, the quote, the piece that you mentioned is we both, or not both, we all have two dogs in us. Absolutely. Every single person. Yeah. Mindset and which mindset I'm in affects everything I do. That's a, that's how we're all the same. I think another way that we're all the same in this way, though, is is we do get to choose. We do get to think about what mindset do I want to be in, and we have the opportunity to be intentional. So I wonder if it would be helpful because I always think it's a good practice to practice. What what's this mechanism? Yeah, that gets us to. Feeding the the fighting dog. Yeah. Well, we call it self protection mode. Yeah. So mode being like one state of being that you're in. Yeah. So it is a state. It's a state. It's not who you are. No. No. Yeah. Right. Character is is a is a is is a formative process that doesn't ever stop. mm -hmm. So we don't look at people and say, "Well, you have bad character. You have good character." Right. We don't believe that that's fixed. But so mode, self-protection mode. Tell me what that's about. Well, because you do it so well. That was a probe. It was a probe. It, it, it's the human nature piece. Yeah. And, and we'll try to describe it without visuals. But, 
but basically there's always incoming stimulus sure right so we're always getting questions we as humans meaning yep. not just you and I but all of us as humans we're always getting questions the input direction emails text messages mm-hmm. voicemails I guess we don't talk on the phone that much these days but all the all the incoming stuff in our environment we have to take that in and process that yeah. to try to make meaning out yeah. of it and and so that happens and we take it in and we process that through various levels right in internally what's interesting is actually 80% of the way that we process it is through our own projection only well, 20% yeah. is through what's like objective input and that's where <laughs> this all gets so messy yeah that that is the reason and yep. the levels of processing that happens before we even start to make decisions Mm-hmm. Right. It is it goes through our levels of self concept. Yeah. Right? So what do I think about myself? What's my level of confidence? What's my level of self acceptance? And then kind of in conjunction with that it processes through I'm gonna say a very scary word. Oh here. please. We're not supposed to talk about this. It's a four letter word. Well, oh not, not that yet, one. Not yet. Oh okay. It's a big word. It starts with I. Is it like an eleven-letter word? Might be. I can't count that. Right. Insecurities. Oh, insecurities. Mm. Right. Um, we all have them. I was just gonna say that's not like how we're all like all other humans because I don't have them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wouldn't it be lovely if we yeah. didn't? But we all do, and we always all will. So what you're telling me is get over yourself. There. Yeah. It, I have some. No one is special in that they don't have insecurities. Everyone has them. It's kind of freeing. The paradox is that it is because the more that you acknowledge that you're normal and have them, the less control they have Mm -hmm. over you because they're controlling most things, which goes back to the process here. So we take in – so you get an email from your boss. Hey, where's the report that I was looking Mm -hmm. for, expected Mm -hmm. this morning, right? We have that Oh. Crap. Crap. We use that word, I guess. Moment. The way that we interpret input, that stimulus, that that stuff coming in, that's how, in some ways, we're like nobody else. That's individually based. Yeah. Yeah. So that email from the boss, we all do it, but but what we react to Mm -hmm. is not the same for everyone. Right. I think that's a really key piece in unpacking this whole self-protection mode process. Because that's the part you want to figure out for yourself. Yes. Because you get what that email. Hooks me? Right. That's the question. What hooks right. me? Right. So, and, and there's common themes. Yeah. Right. You know, um, you know, I know I should have done that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to trigger certain things like, sure. oh, my gosh, I'm failing at my job. That's oh my purpose. Right. And what I'm and, doing is no good. And then the next level is. They're going to know I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Do I even deserve this job? Yep. I'm a fraud. Oh, I hear significance. Everyone's going to see I'm a fraud. Yep. Am I good enough? So what you're saying is, one, we all have insecurities. There's all there's something there for everybody. There's always going to be stimulus and inputs. It's, it's kind of like a buffet. A buffet. You know, it's something there for everybody. How I interpret what's coming in is going to be unique to me. Yeah. 
And what that hooks and what that grabs is going to be unique to me. And it's all going to distill down to a worry about maybe I'm not good enough. And, you know, all that comes from our past experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, things we've learned about ourselves and Mm -hmm. the world and Mm -hmm. things we've internalized about ourselves and the world and, and how I fit in all of that. And, and my uh, unique disposition and, and some of my personality pieces play into this. So there's a lot of factors. Sure. That, that's why it is so individualized. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. Right? Stimulus comes in. We process that through all of our stuff. Yep. Hooked me. Hooked me. Uh-oh. Then now often what? what it becomes inspired is that four-letter word. It starts with an F. That's the fear one. Uh, right. So so we because our insecurities get hooked, we get scared. Yep. That's just what happens. Right. But here's the the tricky part where it starts to actually get mad. Hasn't actually gotten messy yet. Right. That's just happens. So this process universal. Mm-hmm. Specifics individual. But we've all we all get right there. Human nature. Not always, but we can. Right. More often than not. Mm-hmm. Several times a day. More often than we say. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of the psychological safety group of of people who didn't want to admit their mistakes. Very good. Yeah. So in the psychological safety episode, yeah. you know, this is the process that happens a lot when there isn't psychological mm-hmm. safety in particular. So go ahead and hit a baseball. Go ahead <laughs> right. and catch baseball. Yeah. Or go ahead and get some corrective feedback now. Mm-hmm. About how to try it different at work. Right. You're in this spot. Oh, boy. Well, and the, so all that emotion is coming yeah, up. Fear. Right. 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 But here's the thing um, about our minds. We'll just use that mm. word that's sort of ill-defined, is that we're really hardwired to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we know that everyone's familiar with the flight or fight. We've added freeze in the last few years response, right, where... We don't necessarily think through what I'm going to do in this moment that I'm scared. I just react in a particular way. Yeah. Right. We, we typically think about that in, in a physical sense. Right. Right. A bear's coming at me. Right. And it's really useful there. So useful. Right. We don't want to ponder the meaning of the bear's intentions. Right. And wonder, hmm, should I, you know, stay and maybe it wants calm tea. it down? Right. What What's the bear need? No, we just, we our body reacts in the way that we're hardwired to do so. What we don't always talk about is that that same mechanism works from a psychological space. Yeah. And that's what happens here in this piece where our insecurities get hooked. We start to feel, experience the fear. And then our defenses kick in. Boom. And they're defending against the unpleasant feelings. And that's when I take that huge piece of steak and I feed it to the attack dog. The attack dog. Yep. And I do that particularly when I'm running on autopilot. Ah. Right? Because that's what we're hardwired to do. Mm-hmm. And and to really break this down kind of nanosecond by nanosecond is so the stimulus comes in hooks our insecurities we 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 feel scared Mm -hmm. and then our defenses go no you don't you shouldn't have to feel scared right right stop feeling scared so what we do 
by feeding that attack dog is we try to justify Mm -hmm. why we shouldn't feel scared. Why I shouldn't feel scared. Right. Because that's what my defenses are trying to do. You don't have to feel bad. So maybe we name this dog Boris. I'm sure. Boris, go get him. Right. I don't want to feel scared. I shouldn't have to. Right. Boris, you go take care of it. And in that moment. I love people who are named Boris, by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. mean to say bad things about Boris. We'll find another name. You can have all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. But the attack dog takes that negative emotion and, and uses yeah. it as fuel. Oh, right. Because so that's the thing with emotions, yeah. right? Very stubborn. And intense, even when we say they're not. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the interesting thing about emotions is that they're actually really simple. Yeah. In the, in what they need from us. Mm-hmm. And that's just to be experienced. Just need to be seen and heard. Yes, just like all of us. It so, makes me think of mm-hmm. a miss. That I can admit to a lot in my relationships, which is when I see someone experiencing an emotion, I go to fix it. So I want to fix this for them. Right. Before I let that person feel it. Yeah. Because I can't sit with seeing someone upset or feeling that. And Mm. what you're telling me, though, and I believe you. You do. Yeah. Is that those emotions that that other person has Really, at the end of the day, all they want is to be seen and heard. And when they're seen and heard, they most often they don't really need to be fixed. Yeah, and and it's this interesting piece where, as humans, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it has to do with the way that we're socialized. Right? Yeah, we we learn that strong, intense emotions, in particular, mm. negative ones, yeah, are bad. Are bad. And we shouldn't have oh, them. Yep. And if you do, you're weak. Yeah. And there's something wrong with you. Oh. And right. And and, and if you have them, you're not going to be productive now. Oh yes, you can't be. All, and all that stuff. And, and all the stories. And and uh-huh. sure, is there some foundation of truth? Some of it, maybe. You know. Yeah. If you're mad all the time, you pro- it's going to be more difficult to be productive. But what happens mm-hmm. is then we end up putting energy into not feeling, feeling. them. Oh, that's the key, I think, isn't it? Well, because then what happens? They're not going to go away. Right. (laughs) Remember, they're really stubborn and they want to be experienced. Yep. So what happens then with the fear that gets transferred into anger in the attack dog? So I get really afraid. So I go get my food and I feed Boris and say, go at it. Right. I think we mentioned this in in episode one or some episode. Mm -hmm. Anger is never just anger. Doesn't travel alone. No. Can't. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Right? It's always rooted in fear. You're pretty black and white, actually, when you get down to it. (laughs) I guess I kind of am in some ways. (laughs) Bad psychologist. Um, So... What's happening? Oh, that yeah. seems depressing. <laughs> well, th- again, all the, this is all these paradoxes with this. Right. I think it's right. really depressing when uh, we're not aware of it, and you just go right. And you see it when we when we're living on autopilot, and and stimulus is coming in. We get hooked. We that hooks our insecurities. We get defensive and we throw stuff out at other people. Or sometimes at ourselves as well. Let's clarify that. 
That's depressing. Right. When we don't get it. Right. Or when we're not aware of it. You know, it you, makes me think of what a Jedi said once. There are many different kinds of prisons. Many different. Yeah. Well, this is a prison. Yeah. Yeah. It, and not a physical one. Being in a in a sort of constant or or regular state of defensiveness is without question a prison. Absolutely. Because you're doing two things. You're isolated from yourself mm-hmm. because you're not accessing what's actually going on for you. Yep. But you're also isolating yourself from other people. Right. I would wonder then if... I'm somebody who's been in that for a while and I hear all this stuff about meaning and purpose and significance. Yeah. <laughs> Nonsense. It would f- almost feel like it's on the other side of the, of the bars. Well, cause it and is like, I got to go find that thing out there and I got to go chase it. But where is it? How do I find it? It's not in here. Mm hmm. And is it through the getting out of the prison, which I hope you'll talk to me about, but it's through, it's if I'm lucky, if I say the right things, (laughs) conditions of worth, I'll try (laughs) to live up, but it's through the getting out of the prison. Yeah. It's that process. And when I'm on the other side, when I'm out of that, that's where significance and purpose really come to life and are fruitful for me and for others because inherent in that process is knowing yourself more Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and what you're kind of getting to is significance and purpose is found within you right there's it's not this external thing that we're going toward or finding I mean, searching in a sense sure yeah but it's not going to be outside of you so that's another paradox yes that significance and purpose aren't these things out there no and finding them is really about finding them within wherever i am yeah and and that is taking a deep look inside mm-hmm. not outside yeah. Right. That's really scary if you've Oh, but it's wonderful. If you've scary. gotten into the prison. <laughs> yes. If you've fed Boris. Well, what am I going to find in there? Yeah. yeah. And and Boris has a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Think how lonely Boris oh, has a buddy is. We're going to make a t-shirt that says <sighs> Boris has a buddy. I like that. He does. Well, I all kinds of neurons and synapses are going mm, off for mm, me, so I don't mm, even know. Uh, I can feel it. Y- <laughs> can you? So I get into the prison and I learn about this. And do I get out? How do I get out of it? And another question that I have, really do. Like, okay, I learned how do I get out of it? Now, am I ever going to get back in? Yes. Oh. Shoot. This was getting really easy for me. (laughs) Well, so it goes back to insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. We have them. Mm -hmm. We're always going to have them as humans. Mm -hmm. And And. the more we know ourselves, the more we we really grab on to those insecurities, 
the more we acknowledge them for ourselves, the more sure. we put them out into the world, like, hey, this thing really scares me. me. I'm really worried that I'm not good enough in this area. Yeah. Share that with yourself and others. And like out loud? Magical. Yes. Well, because, you know, so much of that is rooted in, in the S word. S O H word. Now, this is a podcast. You can swear on it yes. and you won't go to jail. Well, the swear word is shame. That's right. worse. And and here you go. Shame thrives in... Not light. Darkness. Darkness. Right. And in so that prison. that's what all those insecurities are. are mm-hmm. They're sitting in that shame. Mm-hmm. And, and they want... Shame wants darkness. Mm-hmm. Shame wants it to be a secret. And Boris says, feed me so you don't have to go look at that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And when I turn the lights on it, yeah. the more light I put on the shame, all these metaphors, mm-hmm. um, the more it loses its power. Yeah. Right. Because you're saying to yourself and out loud, yep, mm-hmm. that really scares me. And I get to be intentional with what I'm going to do. With uh, it. Right. And it's through that that. That stimulus comes in, maybe even the same one as before. Got an email from the boss. Yep. Had to do something that I didn't feel comfortable doing. Right. Had to try out a new skill and didn't feel very competent. That's never going to go away. No. No matter what job you're in. Might get easier. Might get you, And you'll get better at things. Sure. And what happens is you learn, though, Mm -hmm. that, oh, maybe I don't have to be as scared as I thought I did. Yeah. And so that stimulus still happens, still comes in, and it still hooks or touches on that insecurity. And there's still that pull to say, yes, go into self-protection mode. Yep. So Boris doesn't ever disappear. Doesn't disappear. Just to put a point on that, as we become more comfortable with acknowledging and owning yeah. our insecurities, the pull to protect myself gets weaker. Weaker and weaker and weaker yeah. and weaker. It'll never totally dissipate. No. But it does get weaker. So then I can go in, I can feed the other dog. Yes. So this is where we get to that that word that everyone's been talking about oh, for the past, yeah. I don't know, four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking Beautiful about? Beautiful word. Starts with a V. Starts with a V. Ends with vulnerability. I think your vulnerability is right. what it is. Right. And a lot of, I think we've already talked about this, a lot of misconceptions, right? Vulnerability isn't mm-hmm. sharing all your deep, dark secrets and putting everything on the table. And it's not weakness. No. It's just a feeling. It's a feeling. It's just a feeling. So remember what we were talking about earlier, right? Feelings just want to be experienced. They don't want to be fixed. And then they go away. Yeah. They're actually fleeting if you let them happen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's vulnerability. So you, you, you get the email. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm not good enough. Oh, yep, that hooked me. I, I just tried something that I don't feel very competent in. Therefore, I'm never doing that again. I feel <laughs> vulnerable. Vulnerable. Unprotected. Exposed. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Oh, vulnerability is a feeling. It just wants me to experience it. I don't need to have Boris take care of me. Sit with it. 
sit with it, even embrace it. You know, I kind of like it. You do. (laughs) But I think you've taught a lot to a lot of us here. Yeah. Sit with it. Yeah. Is there anything like experiencing being alive than experiencing a pretty intense emotion? Right. That that's celebrate being alive. Right. Wow, this is an intense emotion, right? Yeah. And what we what we talk about, you know, in in sort of clinical psychology is the point of seeing a therapist or if you are a therapist isn't to help people be happy all the time. Right. No, thank you. It's to experience oh, the yeah. full range of, of human emotion. emotions, right? And be comfortable going in and out of all of them. Yes. Mhm. To to not experience sadness is not to live. You are very sick. <laughs> Actually, I don't agree with that. You're not sick. I think you're right. But it because again, it's it's just to say, yeah, this is how I feel right now. Right. And so there's research on this. How many seconds? Oh, good. On average. Yeah. So we're looking for the mean here. Does it take if you just let that feeling uh-huh. of vulnerability happen and not fight it? Right, mm-hmm. not feed Boris. Mm-hmm. How long does it take for it to dissipate? About nine to ten seconds. Yeah, that's brilliant. Do you know how I knew that? No, you told me. <laughs> well, we talk about it a lot in our seminars, yeah. right? So yeah, it's true that that'll decrease the more you practice it. So if I sit with it for ten seconds, mm-hmm. my pull to feed Boris, yeah, goes almost all the way away. Yeah. All the way away. All the way away. So. All the way away. All the ways it goes away as but well. But then I can feed his buddy. Yes. And you get to make an intentional choice there. Yeah. And that's about relating. Because when you're feeding Boris, what you're doing is, is whether you like it or not, making a choice to stop mm-hmm. seeing people as people. Mm-hmm. And seeing them as objects that you mm-hmm. have to send your attack dog after. Mm-hmm. And relating is listening. It's hearing someone else's idea. Mm -hmm. It's incorporating their feedback into my own changes. Mm -hmm. It's having having empathy for them. Yeah. It's giving and receiving validation, acknowledgement, and and reassurance. Mm -hmm. Wow. We've been going round and round on this, haven't we? Sure have. The sad thing, we could probably go another six hours on this very topic. Well, I don't think it's sad. Well, because it's so important. It is. I mean, it just, it, it and I, I say this and it's probably over the top, but I truly feel if you put energy into this, if you master this and no one is ever going to master it, but, but work toward knowing your insecurities, work toward being aware of when they're hooked. Work toward resisting the urge to protect yourself. Work toward being comfortable sitting with that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Boy, everything becomes instantly easier. And meaningful. I'm not stuck reacting. Chasing in in living out of reaction mode doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. No. It feels like... What's the point? Well, you you know deep down that it's not right. Mm-hmm. There's that's the self deception piece of this. Yeah, right? you know it, this. You know it. Why? That's why it feels so gross to be defensive. And that part of myself that wants to protect me says, "No, you don't have to know that." Right. So I'm 
splitting myself, and part of me is deceiving the other part of me. I think we should start a movement. I would be with you. <laughs> I'll drive the bus. I do not want you driving. Well, no, I hate driving. <laughs> You'll host the party. I'll drive the yeah, bus. That's right. But so much behavior in the world mm-hmm. is driven by fears that have come up from hooked insecurities. Mm-hmm. Because we're told. Yeah, can't have those. This BS that you're weak yeah. if you have insecurities. Yeah. No, you're human. Yep. Let's flip it around. Let's own our insecurities. Yep. So that they don't own us. Right. And again, that doesn't mean sharing all your deep, dark secrets. That's not what this is about. It's knowing for yourself. I, I'll start. Mm-hmm. I have a couple high psychological needs. I have a need for connection mm-hmm. that is related that around. And, and mine is kind of expressed by feeling like I'm part of something that really matters. Yeah. And being connected to that. And I have a high need for acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I want people to recognize, and I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. I want people to recognize um, that I'm adding value, mm-hmm. and if I don't get that, I I start to worry that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right? Call me flawed if you want. Doesn't I call me. you human because it's just what it is, and so yeah. that I can own that. Yep. Right. When that's not happening, I don't have to go haywire. Yep. And start getting defensive. Yep. Right. So those are some of my insecurities and and needs. They're they're that one might and the same, aren't they? Turn into an insecurity if it's not being met, mm-hmm. and if you're feeling like maybe it's actually being dismissed. Here's what I think yeah. we should do. I yeah. think on the Psychology at Work Facebook page, yes, we're going to start a thread. Oh yes, own your insecurities. Yes, so. Like us on the Psychology at Work Facebook page, you'll see on there a little thread. Just, I'm a, a, I love aging it. myself. Do you call them threads? Post, maybe. Yeah. Discussion post. Can, can we do a, a, a super old school, like, <laughs> chain letter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll open up the party phone line <laughs> and let everyone know we're sending a chain letter out. And when you get it, send it out to five more people. Oh, my gosh. Remember, those were awesome. I did a couple. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> it, it makes sense. You're part of something really big. It's cool. We're, we're going to do this, though. Yeah. And I th- love it. This is part it. of discovering our significance and purpose mm-hmm. is discovering what might be getting in the way of me accessing that. In myself. In myself. It's right? not out there. No. It's in there. So let's I like do it. that. I'll share. Okay. I'll post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get that up there. Um, we're going to just do this. Yep. So in our in our, our personality assessment, WSQ mm-hmm. Discovery, we measure what we call psychological values, which are really needs that I, I, I feel like I need in order to feel secure in my identity, right? It's not a bad thing. It just is. Mm-hmm. Some of us have high needs on other things. Some yeah. of us have low needs on things. Uh, and, and knowing that, mm-hmm. again, it's not scary. It, I share your high need for connection. Yes. And it's really interesting to hear you say how you kind of make meaning of that. Right. I'm, I'm a little in the same neighborhood, but a little different in that. No. Hard for me <laughs> feeling connected to something that's going somewhere. 
and well, and yeah. feeling connected to where the direction is. Mm-hmm. That's one. And the other part of my need for connection is feeling that I'm understood. Sure. So I do have acknowledgement too, but it's not. It's embedded a little bit it, differently. But I, I need to be understood. Yeah. I need to feel understood. Mm-hmm. I don't mind making a tough decision if I know that somebody understands me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And see, we're not even going to go into where that comes from. No. It's a different episode. That's a different one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Psychology at Work and Care Profiler, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, all the things. Send us your thoughts, questions. We'll definitely be incorporating those in. Uh, All the links are in the show notes. And so remember, go to the Psychology at Work Facebook page. We have a post there. And we're owning our insecurities. So go ahead and log on and, and share with us your insecurities. If you're more of a verbal communicator, yes. uh, give us a call at 866-551-0996 and leave us a voicemail uh, what your insecurities are. And we'll uh, incorporate some of those into the show. We appreciate the reviews we've been getting on iTunes. Uh, definitely keep throwing those up there it helps people find us really appreciate everyone listening and you haven't had a successful week unless you've asked one friend to subscribe to that's right psychology at work that's all for now talk to you drive safe